Game Show listeners, this is Sam Dillon, your Tome Editor and the DM of the D&D Brief Podcast. D&D Brief is now going to be hosted on the Tome Show Network. To find back episodes, search under the Actual Play tab at thetomeshow.com. As always, thank you for listening and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to D&D Brief. I am your DM and host, Sam Dillon, and I am here with my four totally awesome and very patient players. That would be David. Hi. (laughs) And Nina. Hello. And Karu. Hi. And Matt. Hello. Hello, D&D Brief fans. This episode is a little bit longer than the hour-long episodes that we have done recently, but uh, I want to tell you that the majority of this episode, the first hour and a half, is a combat. So we do a short, very short recap here in the beginning, the first couple of minutes, and then we are going to start a combat that is a massive combat. But if you're the type of person that doesn't like to uh, listen to the combats the way that they are, then you can go ahead and skip to about the hour and 30 minute mark, and you'll get the second half of the episode, which is not the combat. Okay? All right. Thank you for listening. And the last thing that we were doing had us going on to a ship where there was going to be a duel, possibly, but then there's not a duel. Why? What happened? They got attacked <laughs> by things, and we're going to fight them. Okay. <laughs> what else? <laughs> well, they during the during the negotiations that we had with their their second, whose name I don't have, they basically revealed that they had sort of defected away from the other fellow pirates. Uh, Armada, and that they were un- sort of un- falling more and more into the effects of this <clears throat> curse or transformation, so that they were they were hoping that potentially uh, Marcel's pendant could be used to reverse those effects. So they essentially offered they initially offered to duel for the pendant instead of the sword, but then they changed their minds completely and said, "Well, no, maybe if Marcel can use their pendant to reverse these transformations." Then maybe we don't have to do do at all, and we kind of we had kind of agreed to go out. To, I can't remember if we were going to go out to their ship in the morning, or they were going to bring their affected people to the island in the morning. Uh, it was one of those two. But then we got a glimpse that basically, you know, they were these weird creatures with like sort of predator style split open mouths and long tentacles growing out of the heads were crawling up the sides of their boat, and we hopped in the curiosity and flew started flying towards them. Okay. In the few minutes in the boat, if you want to do a do like an intelligence check or a wisdom check or a history check, all of us. Sure, if you okay. want to know okay. what those creatures are. <laughs> I've apparently Nine. never seen them before in my life. Plus <laughs> two. Oh, that's not going to be good. Yeah, I rolled a five. I rolled a nine. Okay. Same. I got five um, also. Right. Two, two fives <laughs> yeah. and two oh, nines. God. <laughs> oh, God. Guys. Wow. We, we're just getting bad rolls in the way. It's okay. Um, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the one thing I am going to do at, at the very least before we even get to the ship is cast Mage Armor on myself because no way I'm going into battle without Mage Armor. Okay. I'll do the okay. same. Okay, so Mage Armor for both of you. Any other preparations that... Uh, 
you want to make, I mean, I think technically you actually landed on the ship at the end of the thing, but um, we didn't really do, you know, it, it only took a couple minutes to get there, but um, I think that's enough time yeah. for you to have done some preparations if you want to. I'll recite some pre-battle poetry and give everyone an inspiration by. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And, and, and your 10th level. So what, how, that's a D10 instead of a D8, D10, right? D10, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Very cool. Nice. And that's for one minute, right? So, or 10 minutes. 10, uh, minutes. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, that should be available for a while. Um, okay. And so you get to the ship and you, you, you hop out of the curiosity and you see these these horrible creatures they are I'll, I'll describe them for the audience they are humanoid shaped so they have a torso and a head and two arms and two legs but coming out of the back of the head there are these large tentacles and they they have sort of um what almost looks like a kelp leaf at the end of them and their skin is, at the end of the tentacles, I mean, their skin is uh, sort of smooth but slightly scaly like a fish. And they have fins on the backsides of their arms. And their face has um, these sort of flaps that they have a mouth with teeth, but they have these flat, instead of having regular lips, they have these enormous flaps that sort of open up almost like the petals of a flower that that they then frame the opening to the mouth. Um, and they do have visible eyes, but the eyes are red. So that's, they, they do have uh, five fingered hands or, well, they have fingers on their hands. It's impossible to tell how many fingers are there actually, but they are humanoid style hands with fingers with joints. Um, and as you were flying over, the, the whole reason that you were doing this is because remember Konos sent Otto, who is in Pelican form, and riding on the back of Otto is the crow slash raven. And they flew over to get some reconnaissance, and they heard Sharkface talking to his second-in-command. And they then were leaving because, uh, you know, Kono said, okay, come back. You know, you're just going to do some recon and then come back. And as they were leaving, they saw these horrible flower-faced, flappy-faced fish creatures climbing onto the ship. And when they told Konos, you all decided to jump into the Curiosity and fly over. So you have now landed on the deck, the main deck of the ship. Shark faces there. He sees you get out of the Curiosity. You didn't even bother to cast invisibility on the Curiosity at this point. He sees no. the Curiosity come over. He is, you know, wondering what the heck's going on. And then he sees you all get out of the Curiosity and sort I'm of... I'm staying inside. You're staying inside? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so he sees he sees the other three of you <laughs> get out of curiosity, uh, and he sort of almost nods, although he's like a hybrid shark, so it's hard to tell if he's actually nodding. But he he acknowledges your presence in some way, uh, and on deck. So I'll remember the ship is about it's between eighty and a hundred feet long, and it's about twenty or twenty five feet wide. And it has a forecastle, and it has a rear deck that are, you know, five or six feet above. So there's little stairs that go the five or six feet. And then so the last, you know, the last 15 feet of or the, the, the front of the ship, that 15 feet is on the foredeck. It's five feet, five or six feet above. And then the, the, 
in the rear, there's also that's so the last 20 feet of that. So there's about 60 feet in the middle of the deck, and you've landed right in the middle of that. And there are these creatures crawling up. And so since we don't really have a map, what I'm going to do is I'm going to refer to creatures as either being close to you, that is, they're close enough that you could attack them with a melee attack, or being a short distance away, which means you could move in their direction and get to them in one movement turn, or far away. And if they're far away, you it would take you more than one movement turn to get there. So just to sort of abstract that out, and we're being very lenient with our distances, we're being very lenient with positioning, uh, and, and when I say lenient, I mean fair, right? I'm going to try to be fair about distancing and all that stuff. So but right now, the situation is such that you're all right in the middle of the deck of the ship. And Shark Face is basically right in front of the Curiosity. And there are three blue goblins on the upper deck in the rear, the aft deck. And there are three blue goblins on the upper deck in the bow, in the front of the ship. And there are two goblins on either side in the middle portion of the ship. So there's ten blue goblins, Shark Face, and you all. And there are eight of those creatures sort of clambering onto the top deck right now. And the, the goblins are, you know, about to engage with them. So the first question I want to ask you is, is, is there anything you want to do before we roll initiative and get going with this? As soon as I step out of the curiosity, am I allowed to cast Bless on the three of us that stepped out? Sure. Cool. I cast Bless. If you want to do that before you hop out, you can do that. That way, uh, actually receives that benefit as well. It's only three people. It's only three people? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it only lasts a minute. Okay. Remember, combat rounds are six seconds, so that would be ten combat Mm -hmm. rounds, so... Bless is uh, D4, right? To attack D4, two attacks and saving throws, yeah. Excellent. Are the creatures armed? Are they carrying weapons? Yeah, um, they are carrying battle axes. Mm. That's not an aquatic weapon. (laughs) (laughs) I'll let them know. (laughs) Have you considered using a spear? Tried it, demon. Javelins are good. <laughs> Have you heard of harpoon? <laughs> Battle axe, not good. <laughs> Unless you need something to makeshift or. <laughs> <laughs> so when you hop out of the curiosity, uh, are you going to be like, where would you all like to position yourselves? In front of it, behind it, to the side of it? Um, I actually have a a quick question for the two beside me. Do any of you want to fly? Sure. (laughs) Did you see my tweet earlier? You might change your mind. (laughs) Oh, yes, but I don't know anything about that right now. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm going to use a sorcery point. I think it's one sorcery point. Let me just double check. I barely use these things. Um, Meta magic twin spell equal to the spells level. Okay, so fly is a third level spell, and I will cast fly on. Actually, you know what? We're gonna save the meta magic for later. I'll just up cast fly, and I will cast fly um, on Konos and myself. Okay. So we are now able to fly and. Uh, that's 60 feet of fly speed. So that means we have 
two movements instead of one movement to get anywhere we want or stay out of range in my case. <laughs> yeah, Axley's wondering how come you hopped out of the curiosity right about now? Because I need to see things to actually shoot them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's my preparation. Matt, was there anything else you wanted Konos to do? Um, just he's going to move out of the curiosity and move towards the front uh, part of the ship. Okay. Uh, onto the aft, uh, onto the uh, the deck. The, we'll the, say since I can fly now, I'll be like ten okay. feet above the deck. Okay. Okay, but at the bow though, right? Like you're you're above that forecastle, not above the yes. regular main deck. Okay. So I'm going to yeah. put you above, right in the front. What about Imarin? Where are you going? That's a good question. I just probably going to face the closest person enemy okay um probably that would be on the right side there are two of these creatures crawling fair enough pretty much really close to the side of the ship there and marcel you're staying next to the curiosity um i'm gonna fly up into the air but like say like 30 feet up and to the side so that i'm over the water Okay. With a good view of the ship. To the left or the right? Which side has more enemies? They've got four on each side so far. Okay. Uh, the opposite side of where Emran went. Okay. And you're 30 feet in the air above the main deck? Yeah. Uh, Konos, how high are you in the air right now? Uh, 10 feet. Okay. All right. So let's roll initiative. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's the last one. That's the last bad roll. Here we go. It's so good now. Plus four. Uh, mine's 22. Okay. 17. 11. Um, what did Marcel get? Eight. Okay. Okay. I rolled a 13. So, actually. Okay. I'm going to move the curiosity forward to the left, and I'm going to orient it on the ones on the left side of the boat that are coming over, and I'm going to let's try one of those levers, those weapons levers. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> which one? <laughs> so uh, remind me again. What, what, there's the elements, right? So other than the the driving levers, here's what you have. There is a a lever that um you know moves the claws. Mm -hmm. It's got two claws in the front. You already know about that one. Okay, so there's there's actually two levers, one for each claw. Then there is a button that has a circle on it with a circle inside of it, okay? And then there is a button and it has um what looks like a like a almost like a megaphone kind of symbol on it, like a cone-shaped megaphone kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so those are your three those are your three buttons or your three items that are probably weapons. What was, what was the third one? I got the two. It's uh the it, cone shape it's a button and it has like a cone shaped, almost a megaphone picture. Uh huh. So. Oh, you're talking about the claws. Or are you carrying the claws as the third? No, no. So there's two, there's two claw levers and then there's a button and another button. So that's how I was getting three. I'm counting oh, the claws okay. as gotcha. one. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Let's, let's try the megaphone one. Why not? <laughs> okay. Like effect to me. <laughs> <laughs> um, go big oh, or go home. <laughs> <laughs> go big or go home. Okay. So. Uh, you, <laughs> you hit that lever, and um, 
Roll me 2d8. Add them together? Yes, please. 12. Okay. Uh, you hit that, you press that button, and you hear a click. And after about three seconds, you hear um, the sound of a, uh, you know, the like an old steam engine train, how they have the horn that goes, but when they have that horn, they're letting steam out. And at the same time as you hear that noise, a portal opens, a little uh, slit in the front of the Curiosity, and it sprays a jet of steam out in front of it in a 15-foot cone. And what did you roll on your 2d8? Uh, 7 and a 5, so 7. Okay. 12. 12, okay. So you end up doing 12 damage to the creature that was there and also um, two of the creatures actually there and then also the goblin that was standing in front, which is now dead. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So let me... Note this down. Oops. Yeah. Whoops. Um, Glad I'm 30 feet away from it. (laughs) (laughs) The one goblin dies. He just basically, his skin starts bubbling from the heat of the steam and he just sort of keels over. And now uh, the two creatures that you actually targeted with that, they sort of are paying more attention to you now. Is there anything else you would like to do this turn? Um, I think there's not much else I can do, right? That's my action, so... Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, know if you had nope. any bon- bonus thing that you'd like to do. Okay. Uh, Konos. Okay, um, I will focus on... So it's just... So the ones that actually shot with the steam, it's just the four of those bun- clustered together now? Um, so, uh, what happened was... So there's there's four coming up to they're crawling up that side of the ship. Two of them are towards the back, and two of them were towards the front. The way that okay. he angled himself, he got the two in the front plus one of the goblins. Okay, so are those four creatures close enough that I could catch them all with the large black tentacles? Uh, what's the range on it? Uh, it's a ninety foot range, and it creates a twenty foot square area. Um, if you you can probably get two of them right now. Okay. Um, then I'll just focus on the two that are closest, and I will cast the spell. Um, actually, wait a minute. So if you... T- it's a 20-foot cube? Uh, 20-foot... Well, it's a square area. Uh, okay. you, you feel a 20-foot square on the gr- on ground you can see within range. Uh, yeah, and that ground is difficult terrain. Okay. Yeah, so that'll you'll end up hitting the, um, the side of the boat, basically the railing all right there, and that's where you'll do it. And it'll affect okay. those same two that actually just hit. Okay. Uh, so at the start of their turn, they uh, will have to make dexterity saving throws or take 3d6 bludgeoning damage and become restrained until the spell ends. Okay. It's a minute and it's concentration. All right. And so you're concentrating on it right now then? Okay. Mm-hmm. And they, do, they nothing happens until the start of their turn? Uh, correct. Okay. Are you but moving? The, um, I'll, I'll stay where I am, 10 feet up. 10 feet up in the okay. sky. The area is difficult terrain and if anything else enters that uh, enters that area, they have to make the next save then. So one of those spells are like, you cast it, but nothing really immediately happens until their turn. Right. Um, so Sharkface and the goblins are fighting, trying to fight off the creatures that are closest to them. Sharkface is actually over near Imarin, um, and the goblins on that side. Uh, so now it's the creature's turn. 
And so those two, when they start their turn, what kind of DC do they have to roll against? It is a DC 17 dexterity save. The first one failed. The second one failed. Okay, so what... All right, uh, they are both restrained, and they take 14 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And if at the start of their next turn they're still there and restrained, they'll take more. Okay, and they're restrained. Okay. Okay. Uh, and then they can they so can I, use their... Go ahead. They're restrained, and... Yep. At the start of their turn, if they haven't moved, <laughs> but they're restrained. Okay. Well, yeah. So, so, so the way it works yeah. is, if you start your turn there, you have to save. Right. If you fail to save, you're restrained and take damage. And so you're going to take can... damage for two rounds if you fail your save, basically uh, minimum. Potentially, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. So at the yeah, if they start their turn there, they automatically take take damage on the next turn and just keeps wearing them down. Yeah. On their turn, they can use their action to make either a strength or dexterity choice against the spell save DC. If they succeed, they free themselves. Okay. And can move out of the area. Um, they are... That's what we call a zone of suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are... Uh, like that? They... Um, okay, so let's ignore those two for the moment. Um, the two... <laughs> just because I'll, I'll figure out what they do in a second. Uh, the two in the back are fighting with goblins... The two in the back on the other side are fighting with goblins. Um, the one that is closest to Imran and the goblins, let me see, uh, attacks the goblin. I just need to... The two that are on the right side of the ship towards the front, one of those is next to Imran and a goblin and Sharkface trying to climb onto the boat. One of those is climbing up the forecastle next to a goblin, trying to attack that. Those two creatures, they sort of lift their heads up, and the flaps around their mouths sort of open up a little bit more, and you see all of these huge teeth. And then they emit a very high-pitched wailing screech. Mm-hmm. And Imarin and Sharkface and all the goblins and also Konos because he's only ten feet in the air uh, have to make a DC thirteen Wisdom save plus a D four for Konos, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Ooh, ow! That's a nat one. Ow! Oh, okay. Right. You have bardic inspiration as well. Yes. You oh, we're not even get you there though. I mean, even if you oh. roll a ten. Okay, so my wisdom save is plus seven, so that would be an eight, and I'd, plus a d4, plus three, so that's 11. So yeah, so you plus. need to roll a two or higher on your d10. Okay, that's pretty good bet. Plus a four, so... Okay, so you made it. Okay. <laughs> made it with that one. <laughs> I, rolled an, I rolled an 11 total, so I'm going to use my inspiration as well. Okay. Uh, that puts me at a 15. Okay. Meanwhile, I'm higher up in the air on the side and being like, huh, glad I... Uh, Made it out here. <laughs> <laughs> so much safer in the air. Um, there we go. So the poor goblins. Actually, that one made it. Oh, hey. The other one did not. And shark face did not. Um, so anyone who failed their save is stunned. Oof. Ugh. That sucks. Yeah. So uh, one goblin and shark face are stunned. Um, ouch. Uh, that is not 
a pleasant thing. Stunned means you are incapacitated, you cannot move, you can only speak falteringly, you automatically fail strength and dexterity saves, and all attack rolls against you have advantage. Oh, shark face. Oh, that's sad. That is very sad. (laughs) So the stunning only lasts for one turn. It lasts until this creature's the end of their next turn. So basically, uh, still, that is, um, yeah. So you lose a turn. Yeah. So you basically lose a turn, and it makes it so that uh, those creatures can then attack very well next turn. Um, all right. And then it is Imarin's turn. Yeah, I'm going to kind of shimmy my way in between Sharkface and those creatures. Okay. And yeah, I'm going to cast Destructive Wave. Okay. And what does that do? So each creature you choose within 30 feet, so just the two creatures in front of me. Okay. Uh, succeed a con saving throw, DC 15, or take okay. 5d6 thunder damage and 5d6 radiant damage. And be okay. knocked prone. All right. So what's the DC? 15. And it's a con? Yes. No and yes. So one of them failed and one of them passed. Okay. So the one closest to you failed. So what does it do? Um, I'm rolling damage. Okay. Uh, so one moment. <laughs> that's yep. a lot of dice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a happy sound so, of a lot of dice. 18. That's a fun part of high levels. All yeah. the dice. Uh, 22 thunder damage plus 19 radiant the one that failed is knocked prone. The one that saved takes half of that damage and is not knocked prone. So that's 41 damage total, is that correct? Uh-huh. 22 and 19? Okay. And oh, ra- Radiant and Thunder, is that what you said? Radiant and Thunder, yes. Okay, so... Uh, that's my high level spell, guys. <laughs> and that one's prone now, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other one takes half damage? Is that what I heard? Yes. Mm-hmm. And not prone. Okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Ouch. That was painful. Mm-hmm. Marcel. Okay. So it's just Sharkface that got stunned? Uh, and uh, one of the goblins. One of the goblins. Yeah. Uh, is, there, is there any of the things around them? Yeah. So they're all sort of bunched up right where Imarin is. Mm-hmm. They're on the um, other side of the ship. Right. I'm going to fly just to get a visual on them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's keeping 30 feet above, but just enough to, to see them. I should be able to see from above. Sure. Uh, and I'm going to point both fingers in twin spell frostbite on the two that look like they have the best like advantage hits on the ones that are stunned. That's going to be a 16 con save. Okay. Two of them. So those are the same two that uh, Imran attacked. Um, I'll go not for the prone one, uh, but for whoever's still standing. So if if there's if because there's four on each side, right? Right, but there's only so well, yeah, for, but they're so like two of them are at, towards the front of the ship where Imran is, and two of them are towards the back. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the the two them. that are towards the back are just like standing on deck right now fighting some goblins. Yeah. Um, hold on. Can I? 
I'm going to double check on the twin spell wording yeah. if they have to be close by. I mean, they're only, you know, probably 15 or 20 feet away from each other. So depend, depending on the range of... Okay, like, I think it has to works. do with the range of the spell and my spell range is 60 feet. So. Okay, yeah. So, um, yeah. so easily, I'll aim for the okay. one that's not on the ground and one of the ones that are fighting goblins Okay. to help them out. And that's a DC 16 con save. Okay, here's the first one. No. And the second one. No. Well, let's put that die away. <laughs> All right. What? I rolled a two and a four. <laughs> okay. Let's and switch. I rolled eight damage. So both of okay. them take eight cold damage. Okay. And they have disadvantage on their next attack. Okay. As frostbite just coalesces on top of them. And um, now they can't attack as well. Okay. So, okay. All right, so that's number five. Okay. And then I'm going to... I can use more than one sorcery point, right? I don't see why not. Yeah, so I'm going to quicken spell. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to uh, send an two eld eldritch blasts at the one... The other one fighting goblins that did not get frostbitten. Okay. Uh, where the goblins were fighting. So one that has not been attacked yet? Yeah. Uh, that's plus eight. So that's going to be a 17 and 23 to hit. Yeah. <laughs> when we get to the point where a 23 doesn't hit, you're all going to be <laughs> crapping your pants. Oh, I still don't have the hang of Eldritch Blast. It's like... <laughs> Boom! Frostbite! So good! Now Aldrich Blast! Three points of damage. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Every every little bit, right? Nickel and dime, yeah. nickel and dime. Okay. So right now, there are eight creatures. Two of them are sort of stuck to the railing where they were climbing up because of the black tentacles that are now crawling all over that railing. One of the goblins in front of that, one of those is dead. The curiosity is right there sort of next to it, pointed at it, but not in the tentacles. There are still three goblins up on that deck up in the front of the ship, and Konos is flying 10 feet above the deck up there. Uh, in the back, there are uh, also uh, five goblins. There's three on the back deck and two sort of on the main deck, but towards the back. Those goblins are not looking very good. They have been... They've gotten their butts whipped. Okay, like none of these goblins look any good. The sh shark face is stunned, so he hasn't done anything. And I need everybody to make me a perception check. Okay, this is the important one. I rolled a four. <laughs> <laughs> That's an eight. Oh no, ten. Sorry. Is this passive, or do we get our bonus? Uh, you you, you roll a d twenty and add your bonus. Add your uh, okay, so uh, wisdom perception. Okay, eighteen total. Okay, there we go. Um, even though Axley is in the curiosity, he apparently has like superhuman hearing or something because he sort of looks around. Maybe it's because the sounds from outside are muffled, but he sort of looks around and he knows that something is off. And when he looks off to the left, he sees off in the distance a huge cloud that is moving faster than a normal cloud, it seems. And there's lightning and whatnot in it. 
And it, as he looks at it, he notices that flying out of that cloud, several, a couple of hundred feet away, now not, not really that far away now, are two large creatures with enormous wings and draconic-style heads and tails that uh, end in a stinger. Uh-oh. They are um, sort of bluish-gray and white. They have a sort of mottled pattern um, where if you're not looking at them just at the right angle, they look like they almost blend in with the cloud. And um, so if you roll me a history check, I can tell you whether you have come into contact okay. or heard of these things before. Uh, I rolled a 12, and my history bonus is plus 4, so okay. uh, 16. Um, actually, you know that these are storm wyverns, or wyverns, depending on how you choose to uh, pronounce yeah. it. Uh, they okay. are um, like like uh, terrestrial wyverns. They they obviously fly. You're watching them fly right now, but they um, they are close cousins. But these happen to live on rocky areas on small islands in the ocean and they tend to follow storms so that they can then pick off whatever creatures are thrown off balance by the storm and mm. they are flying toward the ship very quickly and that's totally friendly to us oh sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah sure. They're, they're just gonna you know say hi as they fly by uh and that brings us to the second round and it turns out Axley actually is first as well okay um I'm going to um, I'm going to orient the curiosity on the two that aren't entangled on that side. Okay. And I'm going to try the other button. Okay. So you sort of you turn the curiosity away and face it towards the rear part of the ship. Yeah. Because um, the other two are entangled already. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to try the eye button. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need you to roll me a a d10. Five. Okay, so roll me three d eight. Seven and eleven total. Okay. All right. So I need to make a con save for these poor creatures. It's a DC sixteen con save. Mm. No. No, I rolled a five and a two. See, you should be happy that I'm using new dice. (laughs) These dice don't know me yet, and they're rolling under a six every time. So they both failed. So what did you roll, an 11 total? Yeah. That is necrotic damage. So you see, when you press that button, the slot, that the, the same slot that that steam cone came out of, sort of a bigger spot right above it opens up a a little panel moves aside and a ray comes out and uh, moves in a 20 foot line and it hits both of these creatures and uh, does 11 necrotic damage to them. Would you like to do anything else? Um, Yeah, I'm going to, for a move, I'm going to lift the curiosity up into the air. I'm going to point with one of the claws towards the cloud, and I'm going to yell, Incoming! <laughs> <laughs> okay. You all see, actually, you all see the curiosity fly up, and you hear a booming voice coming over uh, 
you know, it's so, a sort of magically transported out of the curiosity as if he's using a bullhorn. And he says, incoming, and you see the claw of the, of the curiosity point towards what looks like a cloud formation. Is he pointing behind me or the other side of the ship? Uh, he's pointing. So you moved over. He's pointing behind right. you. And how many? I saw okay. two storm wyverns. Is that what you said? I yep. saw two of them. Yep. And that's all I'll say. Two storm wyverns. All right. And then it is Konos's turn. Okay. Uh, can I see from where I am? Can I see the wyverns and how close how close they are at this point? Now that he has pointed them out, you can see them. They are probably a hundred feet away. And at the rate that they are flying, you estimate they'll be here in two rounds, 10 to 12 seconds. Okay. okay. Um, then I will, so first I'll maintain concentration on the black tentacle spell. Okay. And then I will uh, just aim two Eldritch Blasts, not the closest wyvern I can I can see. Okay. First attack's a natural 20. Okay, that hits. And then the second attack is, uh, second attack is a 16. That hits. Okay, so so the first attack is 21 damage. The second attack is 12, so 33 total. And does the ship have a crow's nest? It does. Okay. It's on the aft mast. I would like to fly... Well, yeah, I'd like to fly towards that and just kind of okay. perch up on top of there for now. What's your fly speed? 60 feet. 60? You can probably yeah. make it to there, no problem. Okay. All right. Um, so here's the current situation before these creatures go. There are still eight of these creatures. Now they're all on the ship. They're no longer climbing up. Uh, other than the two that are kind of stuck on the tentacles, they are sort of in halfway crawling over and halfway stuck. The other six of them are on the ship. That means they're inside the railing. One of uh, Two of them are up by Imarin on the main deck. Uh, two on that same side are... are engaging in goblins two on the other side in the back are engaging in goblins or with goblins okay and so they're going to attack the goblins also there are two storm wyverns that are 100 feet away right now flying towards you the creature that is in front of imarin swipes at imarin uh with a claw mm -hmm. that's an 11 that does not hit swipes again with a claw Ugh. a 12 no hit and then decides perhaps it would be better to open up its flaps and try to bite you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> wow, these dice suck. <laughs> you uh, dodge all three attacks. So here's the bad news. Mm -hmm. The bad news is all but three goblins have been slaughtered. Yep. And um, there are still six of these creatures alive and not stuck. The other two are stuck. They're going to roll saves right now, although one of them is going to attack that other goblin. One of them is prone. Uh, yeah, that one stood up. That's the one that attacked you. Okay. So the two, the two that are stuck take six damage. Okay. Um, and they kill that other goblin. So now there's only two goblins alive. God. Konos, what does uh, what does one of those have to do to get out of that? They can make either a strength or dexterity check on their turn as their action to yeah. try to escape. One of them has an action left. So what's the DC on that? 17. Um, I rolled a 19. So one of them gets free. Mm -hmm. So he can, he can move. It's difficult terrain, but he can move. Yeah. Uh, he moves away. The other one is still stuck in there because it attacked and killed that goblin. Okay. 
And the only good news also is that Sharkface now has shaken off his stupor, and he Come will on, go. Come on, Sharkface! Unleash the power. <laughs> he'll he'll go at the end of the round uh, after Imran goes. The Storm Wyverns fly till they are about twenty feet from the ship, and they are still flying towards you. But that's as far as they get. They are now twenty feet away. Uh, and they are about 50 feet in the air. So they flew up and they sort of, they went up so they could get a better view. So they are 50 feet high above the deck and 20 feet away. And now it is Imran's turn. Imran, you are standing mm-hmm. next to Sharkface, who just finally uh, shook off his stupor. And mm-hmm. there is a really horrible flower-mouthed creature in front of you on the deck, now standing, because it's no longer prone. What would you like to do? The one that was prone. Yes. I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds. So I'm going to try to reach out and grab it. That was the one that tried to give you a kiss? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What's the d4? Okay. Uh, 14. Okay, that hits. Ah, uh, This is 3d10. Ouch. Nine, one, so 18, 18 points of damage to the one I did 41 points of damage to. Yeah. Ouch. Still up. God. It's looking very ragged. Bonus action, spiritual weapon. Okay. Right behind it. <laughs> All right. Roll your attack roll. That's better. Uh, 24 to hit. That hits. And that's seven points of damage. <laughs> Still up. God, <laughs> a couple of these things out. Um, and then we go up to Konos. We might need backup from your tribe. <laughs> okay. Anything else? Uh, that's it. Marcel, you're 30 feet up on the yeah. right side of the ship with two storm wyverns breathing down your neck. Behind me. Yeah. Oh, we need to dissuade these guys. This is a bad idea. I'm going to chaos bolt. The wyvern that is closest. Okay. That's the one that already got hit by Konos. Uh, it's going to be 19 plus 8, 27. That hits. <laughs> Once again, when we get to the point where a 27 doesn't hit. <laughs> All right. Give me some good damage, Chaos Bolt. Uh, that's going to be, let me see, my options are psychic and fire, considering I'm going to go for psychic. So they take six, it takes 16 psychic damage. Okay. Bad wyvern, keep flying. (laughs) It's a bad idea to stay here. (laughs) And then as a bonus action, I am going to grab my sword and uh, toss it down towards uh, the one that Emran was hitting that seems to not want to die. And okay. I'm going to shout, Go dance and kill that shit! Um, <laughs> and I'll have that attack it for 28 to hit. That hits. <laughs> oh, for max damage. All right. um, so that's math 13 uh piercing damage okay as the sword slices into it you see the skin of the creature as the sword slices in the skin sort of peels back and it looks like 
fish, like fit as if you were filleting a fish. Oh, cool. And it falls down and the, the, the sort of flaps that are over its mouth sort of start shriveling up and it turns into, it dies. Okay. And it Hmm. sort of reverts to this other form where it's kind of half human, half fish. So sort of the top half of the body is kind of fish. And that's what the sword cut into. And it looked like filleting a fish. And the bottom half is like legs. It is dead now. There we go. Finish it off for you. And I'm going to, I am going to fly to the uh, crow's nest where um, Kronos is. Okay. And land there just, you know, just, just in case. <laughs> All right. Shark face runs hey, up buddy. the steps. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was going to help me fight this other one, but I guess. Not. Well, Marcel killed the one. So it's fine. I got you only have one left. <laughs> so shark face runs up the steps to attack the one that is on that forecastle still. And to be fair, his crew is doing a lot worse than you are. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I don't blame them. Those were your deckhands. You'd be going to help them too. (laughs) That's true. You would, I hope. Uh, Shark face attacks. Ooh. Um, He must still be suffering from whatever it was that they did to him because Mm -hmm. he doesn't do anything. He's suffering from your new dice. Yeah. He's suffering from my (laughs) new dice. Wow. This really is bad. Okay, I thought this uh, was going to be a difficult battle, but, um, well, it's not over yet, I guess. Uh, Axley. <laughs> okay, um, so the two wyverns are 50 feet above the deck, hovering above the deck? They're 50 feet above the deck, and they're 20 feet away so far. 20 feet away, okay. Yeah. And how, how close are they together? Are they staying in a group? Yeah, I mean, they're next to each other. Next to each other, Okay. All right. Um, so, how far away are they from me and the curiosity? I mean, I'm I'm flying above the deck, probably somewhere thirty to forty feet. You're above the deck, but you're on the other side because you had just attacked the ones on the left side. So the mm-hmm. deck is twenty feet wide. So you're probably forty feet distance, but they're fifty feet up. So mm-hmm. you know you're. So can I can I, I do a move first to get closer? Sure. To yeah. Okay. All right. I will get. Um, Within about 20 feet of them. Okay. okay and then uh, I am also going to cast the destructive wave. Okay. From inside the curiosity. Okay. Uh, so you are you? Um, so you're going to have um, Blacksley pilot it while you sort of stick your head above, out of the out of the. I, I don't think I need to stick my head out because it's just from from where I am. It radiates 30 feet out, and any creatures I choose that are in that radius right but is it a point of origin or is it 30 feet out from you because you're in 30 foot yeah so you're in the curiosity if you cast it while you're in your whole body's in the curiosity it'll affect the curiosity too Uh, so it 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 damages everything around me if i if i choose it not to because it says it just affects it affects creatures right so what's the what's the spell let me read it actually destructive wave Let's see. Every creature you choose within 30 feet must succeed that constitution. It's divine energy that goes out outwards. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. 
Um, yeah, I'll let you do it then. That's I wasn't thinking of it as divine energy, but yeah. So okay. So you're using okay. radiant or necrotic? Uh, I think it does both. It does. Well, it, it does. does well, it does thunder, and then it does radiant or necrotic. As well as oh, I see. Uh, radiant. I'll just do radiant. Okay. All right. So what's the spell save DC for you? Fifteen. Okay. So here's the first one. It's a con save. It is yes. That one made it. And so did that one. Okay. So then um, it takes half. Okay. So uh, roll your damage. Okay. So I'll do, let's do, I guess I still have to do 5d6. These creatures. 19 for the first five, so half of that. Okay. And 17 for the, the other, so half of that. Okay. So basically 18 total. Does it look like they took the full brunt of those that thunder damage? Yes. Interesting. Um, well, they took the full brunt of the radiant, for sure. Uh, the thunder looked like it affected them, but uh, it's hard to tell from this far away. Um, they happen to have a really good con save. It's a good thing, too, because they're flying, so if you knock them prone, they would go... Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that was the idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so here's the thing, though. You cast the spell, and the sword that is has been stored on a pillow in the back of the Curiosity is glowing bright purple right now after okay. you cast that spell. And Blacksley is like tugging on your like your shirt, like, hey, Axley, Axley, and he's trying to tell you to look at that. Uh, and he's getting real freaked out by that. Okay. Yeah, um, is there anything good. else you would like to do on your turn? Tell uh, Blacksley to help. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll, I'm gonna add, well, I would tell him to man the weapons. Like, like uh, can he use the weapons levers, the claws? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sure, if, if you'll let me. Go for it. Okay, he, he he sits down and starts pulling the levers and playing with them and trying to figure out what they do. Konos. Okay, uh, continue to maintain concentration on the black tentacles. Um, of the five or six that are left on the ship of these creatures, on the ones in the back, how, so I've got a spell that's another like 20-foot radius sphere spell. So how many of these creatures could I catch in that without hitting Shark Face or any of the goblins? Probably three. Okay. I will target those three, and I'm going to cast Synaptic Static. Okay. And what does that do? Uh, a 20-foot radius sphere blast of psychic energy. Uh, each, cre- each creature in the sphere has to make an intelligence saving throw. Uh, if they have an intelligence of two or lower, they are not affected by this. No, they have a bigger intelligence than that. I'm just rolling damage here. On a failure, they take 33 points of psychic damage and half on a success. Okay, what's the DC? 17 intelligence. Fail. Fail. Okay. Fail. And because they all failed. They all failed. Okay. And because, and I'm sorry to compound your dice woes, but uh, the ones that fail for the next minute, they subtract a D6 from every attack roll, ability check, and concentration spell. Concentra- concentration saving throw they have to make for the next minute. Okay. Uh, and, then they, and then they can save at the end of their turns to shake that off. So how much damage did you do? 33? 33 psychic to the three of them. And is there? And are there any still by Emeryn? Yeah, one right next to her. I will fly down from the crow's nest and land kind of on the other side, so basically flanking. Okay. 
So the for the next minute, did you say, or for the next round? For the next minute. Okay, for the next minute, they take a negative D6 to all of their stuff, basically? Yeah, basically all okay. attack rolls and ability okay. checks. Everything but saving throws. Okay, well, that was painful. Uh, okay, well, it is now their turn. Um, the first thing that is... Well, let me... Yeah, let's have them go first. Uh, so... The one that is stuck in the tentacles is going to try to save to get out of that and fails miserably. And he takes 13 bludgeoning damage. Ouch, 13? Okay. Yeah, um, it's just a blender of tentacles just smacking yeah. at him while he's stuck in there. Yeah, he's not too yeah. happy about that. Um, the, uh... Alright, I think the goblin in the front's going to be toast. Yeah, he's toast. Mm-hmm. Um... And these two are going to move to this goblin, but they take a negative d6 to their roll. Oh, and I rolled a six, of course. Um, that goblin got really lucky. You saved the life of a goblin, Konos. Huzzah! <laughs> um, the, uh, the one that is in front of Imarin is going to try to claw-claw bite again. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. A three and a four... And then, though, a 20. I rolled a 14, so it's not a natural 20. But uh, the last attack hits you, which is a bite attack. Mm -hmm. You take, ouch, eight damage. And the the thing, as it goes to bite you, it it opens up its weird, like, fleshy lip things. Its flower petal opening, whatever you call that. And when it bites you... It actually creates a suction. So now it's stuck to you. Good. Um, all right. And now the wyverns. Uh, point of order. Yes. Concentration. What do I have to roll to save or bless to keep bless up? Um, so you only took eight damage, right? So. Yeah. So it's just a, con- a constitution saving throw. Yeah. You are still blessed. So that counts. And mm-hmm. you have to roll a 10 or higher. Yeah, Yeah, I rolled a 9. So even with the blast. With the blast. Uh, with the blast. Uh, a 7 plus 1 is my modifier <laughs> plus 1 on the blast. Oh, that sucks. It's yeah. always it's a DC 10 or the damage, whichever That's is. What I thought. Yeah. I Half the damage. Yeah. Half the damage, whichever is. But it's whichever is higher, right? It's whichever is higher. So. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. So, sorry, guys. <laughs> Bless has dropped. Darn. Um, I'm just so startled by the fact that it is now like stuck to my arm that I dropped it. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> the wyverns decide it's not a good idea to attack us and leave? No. Yeah. Uh, one of them dives straight down and goes right into the ocean. Oh, God. Just. Oh, interesting. Uh, the one we attacked or the other one? The one you attacked. The other one. Hmm flies to the ship. Actually, you said that uh, the curiosity was how high? 20 feet above? Well, and I moved up to be able to uh, to get to them. So I, I was probably like 30 to 40 feet up, but then I moved up closer. So I'm probably about about the same height that they were, about 50 feet. Okay. So the, the wyvern is going to fly under the curiosity to get closer to the ship. So it flies so that it's only about 10 feet above where the ship is, 
it flies basically next to the ship, but it's 20 feet above the deck. And it opens its mouth. And says, hi. Yeah, right. Yes. How you doing? Want to be friends? Carl, I love your optimism. <laughs> uh, I'd rather tame uh, one of these than kill them, to be fair. You know, the greater ring of the blue plateau that I got has dominate monster on it, but it can also be used for water elementals. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, oh, and I was like, nope. <laughs> Not quite. Um, it aims in such a way that it is going to try to breathe on Konos, Imarin, and Sharkface, all three of you. Mm-hmm. It also then Konos will... was on the... Wasn't he in the crow's nest? Oh, Konos. Yeah, no, I flew he, down next to Imarin. He flew down oh, to... Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, it will also get the uh, the creature that is actually attached to Imarin. Um, It opens its mouth, and out of its mouth spews a cloud of what looks like little miniature storm wyverns, and they they sort of fly down, and they... It's almost like little teeny tiny needles with wings. It's like little tiny itty-bitty shaped like needles shaped almost like wyverns, but they're made of coral (laughs) and everyone needs to make a DC 15 dexterity save. Oh, that's not good. Nope. That's a 10. You just hear Marcel from the top going like, wait, aren't they supposed to spew lightning? (laughs) 23. Okay, so Konos made it. Imarin, no. No, that's a 10. Marcel? That's going to hurt. Oh, Marcel's not I'm in up it. in the Christmas. Uh, okay, <laughs> let me make the uh, creatures save. No. Okay, so here's what happens. If you, if you failed your save, you take 27 piercing damage. And you are blinded for three oh, rounds. No. If you if you succeeded on your save, you take half. So half of twenty seven would be thirteen, and then you are not blinded. Do both oh. weapons count as spells for the purposes of like spell protection stuff like that? No, they're not like a caster, huh? Correct. It's a natural effect, not a spell cast. Um, although there is one thing that we forgot. We forgot that that creature has disadvantage. Not the wyvern, but the actual thing that's sucked onto you. It has mm-hmm. disadvantage. So I'm going to re-roll its attack roll, um, the one that hit. Okay. And that would be a 15. So I think it actually missed you. That's so, actually miss. So you didn't take... So uh, I don't normally retcon, but revert that 8 damage, and also it means you didn't lose concentration. Oh, okay. So I still have bless up. Damage now, though, from the wyvern? Yes, you still take damage now from the wyvern. Because what, what reverted was the the other creature that had created a suction. But you need a, another concentration check now for keeping blessed. Yeah, for that, for that yep, one. Yep, yeah, That's great. And that DC's a 13. Okay, that's 
22. Okay, yes, you've made it. Um, at the end of that whole set of events, you see on the other side of the ship, the wyvern flies out of the water and is now hovering on the other side. Mm, okay. And now it is officially Immerin's turn. Don't forget you still no. have spiritual weapon up as well. I, I do. I do. I guess I'll try... I'll just hit the one that's I kind of knew was in front of me to begin with. The wyvern or the other wyvern No, creature. the creature. Okay. I'm still trying to just take out these things. These are going to be an issue. I'm blinded. Yes. Spiritual weapon has disadvantage. Uh, do you have to see where you want spiritual weapon to attack? I think so. If I pull it up really fast. Um, I guess not. It doesn't say anything about having to see anything. Aspect. Okay. You can move the weapon 20 feet, repeat the attack. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about seeing. When it says where you place it, does it say within line, with the creature that you can see or within line of sight? Okay, that's no. fine. You can have it do something then. Okay. Uh, with disadvantage, because I can't see where I'm moving it? No, no, I'm saying you, you just okay. make just it. Okay, just straight roll. Yeah. Pretend like it's a separate attack. Um, sorry. Ready to go? I guess that's it's a, more like you tell it what to attack and it has its own thing okay. going on. Yeah, that's it's a yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, 16 hit. Uh, attacking the creature in front of you? Yes. Yes, that hits. The fish face. <laughs> the fish face. <laughs> um, that's a four damage. Okay. Not to be confused with shark face. <laughs> Fish face with legs. What else are you doing? Uh, I think. God, that hurt a lot. Did shark face make his save? Do I know this? You have no idea. Okay. This kind of changes what I thought I was gonna do. I think I'm just gonna have to do a quick cure wounds on myself. Okay. Because I'm hurting pretty bad. So yeah, I'm just gonna yell to Konos, I cannot see anything. Please don't leave. <laughs> and <laughs> cast your wounds at second level. Okay. So uh, nine points healed. Is that with your con bonus? Yes. Uh, Marcel, what would you like to do? You are currently in a crow's nest. Yeah. So the wyvern on either side of the ship, basically. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Great. Well, one of them was hurt, so we're going to concentrate on that one. And okay. um, why That's... not? Let's send another chaos bolt at it. Okay. That was going to be an 11, and then it moved. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, hold on. I still have my inspiration, so that's going to be... And a d4, because I still And a d4, which I rolled a 1 on it, so that's okay. Uh <laughs> This is going to be well. 20 to hit. That hits. <laughs> that hits. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Let's see what kind of damage this one does. Ooh, I almost rolled two the same numbers. <laughs> that would have been cool. All right. Lightning and poison. Since these things look like they like the lightning, we're going to go with poison. Okay. And it's going to do 14 poison damage. Okay. Someday I will have a chaos bolt that sparks to the next enemy. Um, 
<laughs> Someday. Uh, and I'll have my sword attack the one, the fish person that's beside Emran. Another four with one. So that's five plus nine, 14. That hits. Excellent. I love it when things hit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be eight damage. Okay. And in, in Primordial, I'll scream at the one that's um, most injured and go, "Not we're not good food for you. You might want to leave now. <laughs> okay. That happens to be the one that you just attacked. It's the most injured yeah. right now. Yep. So I'm just like, you you, you better <laughs> rethink your things here. You want to live? Get the <laughs> out of here. <laughs> okay. And then Sharkface gets to go. And Sharkface hopefully won't suffer from my dice again. <laughs> um, hmm. One of them will hit. Actually, two of them hit. So he gets multi-attack. He takes that one out. Okay. Sharkface killed one. Yay! Yay! And he uh, then runs across to the one that is trapped. And then it is the top of the round, so it is Axley's turn. Okay, I'm going to maneuver the curiosity within uh, 20 feet of one of the wyverns. Okay. So, well, I guess I need to be closer if it's going to be in claw range, right? What's claw range? Yeah, it's it's uh, five feet. It's right, it's right next to it. You have to actually be right next to okay. it. Okay. All right. So I'll get close in. And then... Um, uh, so, so Blacksley can use the claws, and I am going to cast uh, psychic or psionic blast on that that wyvern. Okay. Um, what does psionic and blast I'll, do? I'll use a fourth level slot. Um, so it is a range of thirty feet. Unleash a destructive wave of mental power in a thirty foot cone. Each creature in the area must make a dex save. On a failed save, you take five d eight plus an additional d eight for each spell slot above third. It's pushed twenty feet away and is knocked prone. Okay, uh, what's if it fails? Okay, what's the yeah, spell right. save DC? Uh, mine is fifteen for spell okay. save DC. And is it a, what kind of save is it? The Dex. Okay. Uh, it fails miserably. Okay, so only because I rolled get, low. <laughs> all right. uh, it's going to get pushed twenty feet away and knocked prone, and uh, I do sixty-eight. So, did you come up behind it or in front of it? Oh, behind it's better. Always hit from behind, if you, preferably if it's sleeping. Well, because that'll push it onto the boat when it goes prone. Oh, okay. So that I'm just into the, you know. into, the ten- into the black tentacles. No, it's on the right. other side. So how much damage does it take first? Twenty six total. Okay. Okay. And it gets pushed twenty feet and then knocked prone. Yeah. Okay. I need um, Imran and Konos and this creature to make a Dex save, DC ten. Um, am I at disadvantage because I'm blind? I don't even... Uh, I would assume that if Konos Konos says, get out of the way, you're just going to go in whatever direction. Yeah, if I see this crashing, I'm like, get it, like, duck. Yeah. Okay, so 15. Okay. We're all good. Um, So which way do you scatter? (laughs) So the... Jeez. The choices are either uh, up towards where Sharkface was down closer to where Konos was or across to the other side of the ship. That's basically the choices. Um, I probably stick with Konos. Okay. So Konos, you're scattering back? Yeah, I would move back probably towards the back part of the ship. Okay. So Konos and Imarin are now back towards the back part of the ship. And that Storm Wyvern 
slams into the deck of the ship and takes some damage from that. Okay. Uh, Axley, anything else? Well, I guess he's not. It's not in range anymore for the for the claws, but maybe he could use the beam. He can use the beam to shoot something. So he presses the beam button and nothing happens. Okay. It just goes click, click, click. Um, are you going to move? I, I maneuvered to get into position okay. for the. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Konos, what would you like to do? All right. I think it was Dave raised a good point a couple a little bit ago. Are any of the Hoka have any of the Hoka followed us out here? Or did we, did we just come up by ourselves? Uh, they followed you, uh, but, you know, you flew really fast in the Curiosity, and they're sort mm-hmm. of, you know, it's only been uh, four rounds, so it's only really been, like, a half a minute, <laughs> right? So, okay, so they're just, um, they're on their way. But yeah, they're, they're on their way, okay. but they're they're a while away, so. Okay, okay, so the one on the ground is prone. I'm going to move, actually, back towards the, the wyvern that crashed on the deck. Okay. I'm going to cast Booming Blade on it. Okay. Boom. That's not good. Let's see. It's good for me. <laughs> it's good that I actually it's good that I have a plus eleven to hit on this. So that's a dirty twenty. Yeah, that that hits. All right. So that, okay. dice, dice, dice. Seven points of thunder damage. Okay. And eleven points of piercing damage. And if it moves from where it is, it will take another two d eight thunder. Now, how close are you to it right now? Uh, so I got up to adjacent to it with okay. melee range. To stab so you it. are you are adjacent to it, okay? But I am going to, if I have like at least five feet of movement left, I'm going to move back like say ten feet backwards. Okay. So it does get an opportunity attack if it wants it. Um, of course it does. Okay, I am going to use uh, a reaction <laughs> to use my entropic ward. So these, I impose disadvantage on this attack roll. Oh, God. Okay. That was a plan. <laughs> Beautiful plan. Uh, Thirteen misses. So okay. my next attack roll against it has advantage if I make it before the end of my next turn. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay. We're level 10. We have lots of cool stuff yeah, to use. Now. I know. So I'm using it. <laughs> All right. That was Konos. And uh, now it is everyone else's turn. Mm-hmm. The creatures. Uh, so um, right now the current situation is there are two of these creatures attacking the goblin on the back of the ship. Mm-hmm. There is a third one. That is going to run up to Imran right now. Great. Okay. There is a fourth one. The one that was previously stuck in uh, Konos's tentacles. He is going to run over to Konos. He got out. Huh? Oh, this is the first one. The first one. One of them got out, right? The other one is still uh, sort of engaging with Sharkface. Okay. Um, And then the other one... Let's see. So there's only three, four, there's five left. One of them is stuck and it's going to try to get out. How much damage does it take first before it gets out? Because it's starting its turn in there. Uh, nine points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Okay. It does not get out. Uh, and <laughs> Okay, so uh, Imarin, you are blind. But you you hear this creature walking up behind you, and because you're blind, it actually gets advantage on its attack rolls. Mm-hmm. So, 
17, 14, 14. The 14's missed, the 17 okay. hits. You are going to take 10 damage. Ow. Yeah. Are either of those the ones I hit with the synaptic static earlier? No. Okay. Because that was the two, the two in the back. Yeah. The other one is going to come up to you, Konos, and attack. It does not get advantage because you are not blind. Um, I rolled a one, a three, and a six. Uh, those all miss. Okay. You should all be praising my dice right now. Yeah. Um, also, made my concentration save, so Bless is still up. Okay. I would like to use my reaction now that I didn't get to ch- a chance to use before. Okay. Um, DC 15 dex saving throw for the one that hit me. And? Or it takes 2d8 lightning damage. Okay. What's your, what is this reaction that you have? Uh, this is my um, Wrath of the Storm. Okay. Do you have to see to be able to do it? Uh, yes. God okay, dang it. So, Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is the, this will be your second round blinded. So. Yep. Wait, second round? Yeah, because you were blind, you're, you're blinded for three rounds, right? Didn't I roll a three? Yeah. I ca- I'm counting the first. I counted when you became blinded as the round you became blinded. Okay. Now, the storm wyverns are, one of them is on the ground in front of Konos. It stands up. And it is going to uh, try to bite you and rolls an 18. That hits. Is it moving toward me to bite me? No, because you didn't move away. Did you move away? Yeah, I moved like 10 feet away. Oh, okay. Then yes, it moves towards you. Okay. So that's when the second part of the booming blade goes off, or only for five thunder damage, though. Okay. okay. And then okay. the 18 hits on the bite. Uh, the bite does 13 piercing damage. Then it tries to claw you. Ooh, I rolled a 17 on the die, so that's going to hit. And the claw does 22 damage. Slashing. Ouch. And then it tries to uh, hit you with its stinger Uh on its tail, uh, but I think it misses. That's a 15. Yeah, misses. Okay. The second wyvern that is flying above the ship, it's going to swoop down... And it's going to attack Imarin and the creature that's next to Imarin. Okay. So let me see here. I made both of my concentration throws for to keep black tentacles up. Okay. The first attack is a bite, which is going to attack Imarin. And okay. I rolled a natural one. Uh, the second attack is a claw, which is attacking the other creature. Oh, of course, I rolled an 18. Uh, and the third attack is attacking Imarin with a stinger. Mm-hmm. And I rolled a nat twenty. Oh, can, can I um, can I use my um, reaction? How does your reaction work? Uh, I would want to use cutting words to boom over the loudspeaker at that creature and basically give it a disadvantage. Uh, what would it do? Can you do that on somebody uh, else's turn, or is it just when you've been? That's attacked? what I'm asking. I don't yeah. know. Oh, so yeah. let's find out. Yeah, you can. It's a it's a reaction, so yeah. But I, I just mean for that particular power, if it had any. Okay, so what I can do is I can use my, my Bardic Inspiration die to subtract from its to hit roll. Okay. I will do that. So d10, roll high, roll the 6. Okay, so altogether it was a 27, so that's still a 21. Because I rolled oh, a nat 20. Boy. Yep, that, yep, yep. Yeah. That's fine. So I can uh, take it. it still hits, but at least it's not a crit. So Okay. 
Um, oh, okay. Okay. I'm good with that. So, uh, so let me resolve it hitting the other thing first. Um, That's fine. It, it hit with the claw, so the other creature dies. Cool. Okay. Uh, and it does the same thing that first one did, where when this thing slashed its claws through it, it sort of started to transform almost immediately back into this weird half-fish, half human thing, and everywhere where it's got a cut is almost like a fish has been filleted. Sure. Um, So that one's dead. Uh Uh-huh. And so you got hit with the stinger. I need you to make me a DC 15 constitution save, please. Mm Mm-hmm. Roll a four on that blast. Nope. Even with a four, it's still only a ten. So... Doing so hot, (laughs) y'all. You take 16 piercing damage uh-huh. plus oh. 9 poison damage, uh-huh. and you will take 2d6 poison damage every round for the next four rounds, but you God. can you can try to save at the end of each of your turns. Dear Lord. Okay, what did you say? I'm sorry, 2d6? So 2d6, you'll take 2d6 poison damage beginning of each turn. But you can attempt to save at the end of each turn. Mm-hmm. Okay. Basically, it punctured you with its tail, and it pumped mm-hmm. a bunch of venom into you. Uh, so you just took 16 plus 9. Yeah, 25. Yeah. 25. Yeah. I am... Uh, hurting, yeah. Yeah, I'm not good. And... Do we have lesser restoration in this party? I do, <laughs> but the problem is Kodos is dying, too. <laughs> and now it's... Konos is dying too, really? No, I'm I'm okay. I mean I've taken damage, but I'm not yeah. okay. I'm probably better off than you are. Because yeah. you're because you're blinded and poisoned now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but however the, the, the weird flower mouth fish half creature yeah, uh, is like dead said. that was next to you. Uh, it is now uh Immerin's turn, actually. Which means poison damage. Yeah, so you take eight poison damage. That is how many hit points I had left. Oh, crap. I'm down. You all see Immerin fall to the ground. Uh, so God. try make a save for the poison right now. And fucking save. So <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, make the save, because otherwise when it does the damage at the beginning of your next round, yep. it's two failed sa- oh, death saves. Oh, God. Uh, do I? Yeah. I technically don't have bless up, do I? No, you're unconscious. Now it's gone. Yeah. Uh, so it's a it's a DC 15 con save against 13. that poison. 13. Anybody have anything that can help? Nope. Okay. Uh, you need to make a death save for the end of this turn. From that one. Oh God. <gasps> oh, that's too bad. <laughs> I I have a healing word, but I can't cast that right. <laughs> You well, can, turn, you can yeah. cast it on your turn. Your turn will happen before she has another turn. I don't have yeah. a backup character, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, is uh, Emeryn's only hope right please, now. Please, please. Okay, <laughs> that was Emeryn's turn. Marcel, you see Emeryn fall to the deck. That was yep. the worst. Yep, I'm basically Axley. <laughs> the f- over here. Um, <laughs> so there's a... a Wyvern. Is the Wyvern by Emerin the one that was hurt, or...? They're both hurt. They're both pretty damaged, actually. Okay. They've okay. both been... Equ- because uh, 
the one that dove into the ocean was the one that Konos hit right off the bat and actually Mm -hmm. also damaged both of them. And then it dove under and came back up and then it was damaged again by Axley. Axley was smart to stay in the curiosity. I am going to to wind spell frostbite. Okay. Against the wyverns. Yeah, against the two wyverns. So that's going to be a constitution saving throw. These guys have a high constitution. I forgot about that. Yeah, they do. Whatever. Hopefully, hopefully they fail. Okay. I want them to have disadvantage on their attacks. (laughs) What's the uh? What's the what's the sixteen? Okay. Here's my first roll. Come on, Uh, roll low, roll low. (laughs) A seven plus six is thirteen. So fail. And then the second one. A nine plus six is 15. They both fail. So they both have disadvantage on their attacks okay. for the next turn. And they take uh, six cold damage. Okay. Um, and that was uh, one. And then I'm going to... Roll a, roll a perception check for me. Sure. That is a nine. <laughs> okay. All right. So then I'm going to cast Quicken Spell and the Wyvern that is by Emerin mm-hmm. is going to get a fourth level Chaos Bolt on him. <laughs> <laughs> that one in particular. Please kill it. Please. Let this be over. I was so excited. Okay, so that. that was 17 plus 8. So I'm going to assume that hits. That hits. Um, let's see what kind of damage I roll. Psychic. Okay. And that was a fifth level, so I get 46 damage. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. Let me open my calculator. <laughs> Is that a good sign? Yes. Please kill it. Uh, that's 33 psychic damage. Holy nice. God. Anyway, you can scrape out one more point. Uh, I mean, I could, but do I want to? So it doesn't hit me. (laughs) Make the DM just give it a hit. Sure, I'll do it. This is a gamble because it could be less. It was one point less. (laughs) So instead of 33, it's 32. (laughs) But what, is that the same kind of damage? Yes, I do. Okay, all right, all right. Um, okay. That's, that's the problem with the empowered spell. Yeah. yeah. You have to use the new roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Sharkface attacks the thing that is restrained in front of him. He has advantage on those because it's restrained. Yeah. So, Sharkface killed that one. At least I gave disadvantage to both wyverns. <laughs> yeah. So, right now, right now, the current situation is there are two wyverns on the boat. One of them is standing next to Konos, and there is also one of those weird flower mouth creatures next to Konos, and one of them mm-hmm. is standing relatively near Emerin, and there are two other flower mouth fish creatures at the back of the boat that just finished killing a goblin, the last living goblin. Yep. So uh, that's the way that turn ends. It is now Axley's turn. So Axley, the situation is Sharkface just killed one of the creatures, and he is up in the front of the boat. Konos and a wyvern and one of the other creatures are on the main deck. A little bit towards the rear of the boat from them is Imran and another wyvern. Where is Marcel actually at? Is 
are they still in the crow's nest? Okay, so Marcel's yeah, in the, the crow's nest. nest, and there are two of these creatures in the back of the boat. So that's that's the current situation. Okay, then um, I'm gonna I'm gonna swoop down and, and hit the wyvern that's uh, next to Emran with the claws from the curiosity. Okay, so roll me two attack rolls with a plus six for each one. Yeah, got a natural one with one and a fourteen with the other. So okay, so the, the fourteen the fourteen will hit. So that's okay. going to do two d six damage, yeah. and you're attacking the one net near Emran. Yes. Okay. Uh, a five and a three, so eight points. Okay. It is dead. And then I'm and then I'm going to cast healing word uh, with a fourth level spell slot on Emran. Okay. How much does that give her back? So that'll give me four d four. Now, do you have to touch her to do that? No, it's range six. It's range. Okay. Six. Eleven total. Okay. Okay. Eleven I can points. My poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's two d six, so. No, that's true. Don't roll too high. Yep. Uh, actually, anything else? No, I think that's my bonus action. Bonus action. So I think that's okay. All I can do. Konos. Better to go down than die, though. How did? How many did I heal? Eleven. 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 Yes. Yeah. Thanks. So your death saves reset. Uh huh. You're back up. We are so lucky. You're rolling terribly, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so lucky. Apologies, because I know it's really frustrating, but... No, no, I mean, it is it is how it is, right? That, you know, I mean, karma, right? This is this is how yeah. it was meant to go. So, so <laughs> Konos. No, I mean, it is, right? I didn't want to kill... Yeah. I, I don't set out to kill characters. Konos. Oh my God. All right, uh, I was looking at Polymorph, but I actually have to... That's, that's like the one evocation we were talking about that does require me to use a spell slot, so I'm already out of those. So I will use the bonus action to activate the Tentacle Rod, and I'm going to make three attacks at the uh, Wyvern near me. Okay. Ooh, first one is a natural 19. That hits. Second, second one is uh, 13. Total? Yeah, 13 total. That misses. And the second one is a 27 total. You mean the third one? Yeah, the third attack, okay. sorry. Uh, 27 so like, hits. So the, uh, the two on the outside hit, the one in the middle missed. Okay. So it takes... Yeah, so it's just eight splashing damage. Okay. For the first one? Total. Uh, total. Total. Because it says eight... Yeah, so I, roll, I rolled a five and three. Each... each the tentacle does a ah, D, just does okay. a D6. So I'm basically I'm just trying to tie it up. Yeah. But I have to hit with all three to do that. Okay. Uh, anything okay. else? Uh, that is my turn. Okay. Uh, and now... I'll, st- I'll stay next to it. Now it is their turn. The two that are on the back of the ship run and jump off right into the water. Just... Good, good. Okay. The the wyvern that's in front of Konos um, opens its mouth. Mm. <laughs> 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 and uh, spews forth a stream of needle-like tiny wyverns. Mm-hmm. It's the wyvern with bees in its mouth yeah. and it barks and shoots bees at you. It's probably going to hit this first fish creature and Konos, but probably not Imarin because I'm nice. Uh, the... Um, huh? Well, because I don't know if you had moved, right? Because you were kind of in the middle, but then things happened and you moved to the back. So like I said, because yeah. it's 
because it's theater of the mind and I'm trying to be like, what would you naturally do? You would have moved yeah. as far away from the wyvern as possible before yeah. you were struck down. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm, that's the call I'm making. Um, but that means that Konos and <laughs> Konos and the yeah. other flower face creature have to uh, roll a DC 15 dex save. Okay. And I'm like point blank at this too. Yeah. You're like right in front of it. Okay. 17. That passes. Uh, the other creature also passes. Rolled a 19. This wyvern must be so hurt that it's not having a very easy time. However, you still take half damage. Um, so Cole 11 takes total. 11 damage. Yeah. That fish creature runs and jumps off the side of the ship. Konos, you can take an opportunity attack against it if you want, or you can just let it go. I'll let it go. Okay. The wyvern also attempts to sort of flap its wings and fly up and away. So you can... I will attack that. Like the, yeah, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really hoping I roll a natural 20 on this weapon one of these days. 16 to hit. That hits. Okay. Nine points of uh, piercing damage. Okay. Does not kill it. And it is Imarin's turn. I'm backing up as far as I possibly can go, I guess, if if I'm not dead from poison first. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, eight damage. <laughs> I have three hit points. Um, and I'm casting Cure Wounds at fourth level on myself. Okay. And that's my turn. Marcel. Save from the poison. Oh, yeah, save. Emer- oh, yeah. It's a uh, DC... Now I save. 15. 17. Okay. Um, great. So there's only one Wyvern left, right? That's right. trying to fly away. Yes. Mm-hmm. I told you. You guys should run away a while ago. <laughs> um, I'm just going to pew pew Eldritch Blast at it. Okay. Uh, natural 19 and 18. Nice. It hits. That's Eldritch Blast. Yeah. See, the problem has never been hitting. I can hit it with magic. I'm a wood sorcerer. I know how magic works. The problem is the damage. Double sixes. Uh, so hey. Okay. That's <laughs> There we go. There okay. <laughs> the fighters from Konos is. <laughs> and is uh, is my because my sword was near one side of the the middle of the ship. Is it within thirty of the wyvern? Yep. All right. Well, will bonus action uh, go for it? Because this is the last turn it can attack. That's gonna be uh, twenty six to hit. That hits. And we'll do eight damage. And because it's the last turn, how high is the, the crow's nest? It's uh, probably 40 feet. Okay, so I, because I've been keeping track, I'm going to mm-hmm. fly down um, like 10 feet from the crow's nest. Okay. So that, because the now that it's done its fourth attack, the, my... Uh, it's going to come back to you. It's going to come back to me, but it can only move 30 feet. So it'll move up 30 feet. I'll move down 10 so that I can grab it okay. and uh, hold it. So now I'm like 10 feet below just flying in, on the spot, in the spot. Shark face. You see shark face come running at the wyvern. And shark face jumps and in mid-jump turns fully into a shark form and slams into the wyvern while trying to bite the hell out of it. Sharknado! And they both go into the ocean. 
and now we're out of combat. Huh. Well, that was interesting. I'll fly down onto the ship uh, deck. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to hobble over to like the side of the ship and like look and see if I can. You see that? the water roiling. Does anyone need he- anyone need healing? Oh no, I'm at full hit points. <laughs> Marcel flew flew around and never did anything. <laughs> Actually stayed in the curiosity the whole time. <laughs> hey, I did a lot of damage. Yeah. Enough. You want another healing word for I'm actually okay now that I'm not poisoned. I'm at like a little less than half. I've just been don't mind me, I've just been I, I probably have still about twenty of these wyvern shaped darts sticking out of yeah. me at this point. I, will, I look like a pufferfish, and I probably do too. I was probably in my eyes at some point in time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd want to move over to the side of the ship and just keep an eye on the water. But yeah, I could use some healing. I'm at seventeen hit points. Okay, um, so I'll do a healing word at third level. So three d four for eight points. Thank you. Actually, are you going to land the curiosity? Yes. Imarin, um, uh, you see a bunch of blood start to come up toward the surface of the water. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Emerin to the side, look down, and send a message down to Sharkface. You need help down there? Are you okay? <laughs> uh, he, uh, he, he responds with a biting and gnawing sound. <laughs> <laughs> I think shark fix is having dinner. Yeah. I, I mean, in, in shark, full shark form, he can't really speak. So. Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, that's a pity. Those things were pretty from a distance, but you know, I try to warn them to get out of here and uh, they didn't, they didn't seem to understand primordial. So. Is the, uh, is the sword still glowing purple? Yes. Uh, how many goblins survived? <laughs> None mm-hmm. that were on the top deck. Oh, good. oh boy. That's Mar- well. Marcella, that's fun. Is, you, is your necklace glowing purple? No. Mm-hmm. No. I'm gonna look at the sword through the monocle while it's glowing. Um when you look at the sword through the monocle, you see it looks like it has a shell around it, like a like a a translucent globe, and it's giving off like a like a purple light inside the globe. Now look at Blackley with a monocle. He's just sitting there now. <laughs> Remember before when you looked at him, you didn't see him at all, but now he's sitting there. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll sheath my sword. Uh, do you think that was all the goblins? Did... I was going to say, did we see the second? Shark face the second? As yeah. in on The only thing you saw uh, out on the deck were the goblins and the um, and shark face. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just gonna sit down for a while. (laughs) I start picking little needles out of me. Um, A few minutes later, a human climbs up the side of the ship, wiping his mouth. Hmm. He, uh... How was dinner? At this point, I'm probably just sitting on a crate or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. uh, He says, well, I wish it didn't have to be that way, but it was quite tasty. How are you? Oh, we're fine. Speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ouch. Just 
Yeah, out. Yeah, a couple of us are a little roughed up. Uh, sorry about your crew. Yeah, they they weren't very well off anyway. There's a, I don't know, some kind of something. An affliction, I guess. A curse. This Maybe. attack seems to have the uh, the magical residue of Laralac all over it. The what? This attack. Oh? The creatures that attacked. Why do you say that? Does he seem to recognize the name Laralac? I mean, he doesn't make any... He doesn't actually have a response to the name. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So, oh, that's one question. Uh, we're on the deck of the ship. The deck of the ship before had the bunch of, like, eye marks on it, didn't it? Yeah, yeah it the did. House of Atrium symbol. <laughs> Does it still have that symbol on it? No. <laughs> is this the same ship we had seen in um, Trostenpen, or is this another ship? It looks like it. I, I see you uh, scrub the deck. Yeah, well, once we saw that it wasn't right, the the transformations, they were killing everyone. So you got rid of the symbol, but that didn't stop the transformation? Not for the lot of them, no. I mean, I was already a lost cause, but my transformation doesn't kill me and I can control it. Interesting. Why did you use the symbol? Well, we were... <laughs> promised lots of power by who by the boss the boss that's yeah. that's all you know. well you know the the i was part of a pirate crew so a pirate boss yeah which doesn't have a name just the boss <sighs> it's not important what their name is what species is the boss <laughs> human is he a really old creepy guy no He's a big, fat, bearded, ugly guy. That does not sound like Lerlac at all. No. But Lerlac could make himself seem different, I guess. What about the House of Adrim? Does that mean anything to you? No, but Lerlac does. Oh? You said you didn't recognize his name earlier. No. No, he didn't say anything. He just said... He didn't say anything. He said, why oh. do you say that? He, oh, okay. He, he didn't say... He didn't claim recognition or non-recognition. Okay. Well, it seems that you've, you've raised a relaxed ire to the point that he's sending his minions out to destroy you, wherever you may be. It's because I left the pirates. And the pirates are all working for Laralac? Well, they were all promised a bunch of power. And some of them got it, some of them didn't. You didn't. I did. Have you seen what I could turn into? Okay, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But your people didn't. No, they all keep dying. And yet you still have the power despite fleeing from Laralac. Well, I guess once it's done, it's done. But if it wasn't done, then that's why, your... I, that's why I want your amulet. What do you think the amulet can do? Well, maybe since it has that power, it'll be what able to... Well, it's got that power of that of, of Laralac. That's the same Sorry. amulet that the captain had, that the, the pirate captain had. My far captain. As tell, far as I can tell, these amulets are more of a communication and transportation key. It's a way for Laralac to keep track of people. Yeah, but doesn't it emanate his power? And if it emanates his power, maybe it'll finish the transformation and they won't just die. Finish the transformation? You want them to turn into crabs? Or do you want... Do you think the finished transformation is what you are? That they can transform back and forth? Yeah, that's what I think. That's what happened to me. Why would it be any different for any of them? Are they willing? Who? Followers of Laralac? Your crew. 
We don't follow Larillac. Well, that's your problem. Yeah. We've, but it, look at me. Cold. And he sort of he sort of concentrates for a second and then he turns into his hybrid form where he's sort of half shark and half human. The the goblin that I took this from said that if if you believed fully in Larillac, then you, you would be rewarded. That's that's the same thing my pirate captain used to say. What power did Larillac give your pirate captain? I have no idea. So do you think this is the same amulet that he had, or is it a different, it's an identical one that Larillac gives to all of his There's lieutenants? There's more than one, yeah. He gives one to each of his lieutenants. I know that much. I also know if I use the powers of whatever powers this thing has, Larillac is going to be able to pinpoint on my location and know what I'm doing. Well, the good news is we have options. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe if you give it to me... We leave, and then he won't know where to find you. Then I where like will you go? It around my neck. <laughs> I just put it back in my shirt. <laughs> where will you go with it? I don't care. Just to some island. I just want my people to be saved. You haven't been down to the lower decks, have you? No. Follow me. Okay. All of my bones crack as I get up. <laughs> <laughs> To clarify, is is this the same ship that we originally obtained the curiosity and the other stuff from? Yeah, it looks like it. Right. Oh, that's that's why I said no. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want him to know that we've robbed his ship. Although I'm sure he's figured it out by now since we parked the thing right on his top deck. Yeah, we didn't steal anything from your ship. Hides the curiosity. Uh, maybe he didn't know what it was. <laughs> he uh, he leads you down downstairs and there Mm -hmm. are hammocks strung all over and in the hammocks are either dead men or dead goblins or men that are sort of in the middle of transformation into something usually they have crab hands at least if not more and the goblins are in the same state and it smells really bad because half of them have died. Have you considered getting rid of the dead people? Burial at sea? I was hoping we could save them. How? They're dead. And some of them seem to be rotting. He, t- he turns to so that he could see all of you and he says, what happened to Lucanius? We took him back to... Uh, we took him back to our... T- sorry, I'm spacing, uh, to, spacing on the name of the town. We took him back Trash to Fast and Finn. Trash Thank you. Finn. To... And left him in the care of one of the, of some of the healers there. And he didn't die, right? As far right. as we know, he's he's survives. We don't know what state he's in, but that's why he is I alive. have all of these people here. Yeah, but he's alive, not dead. They just died recently. Nobody wants to touch them to remove their bodies. Ah, okay, there we go. Uh, I honestly don't think this amulet can do. But... The the island has blue goblins. In the trees that seem to be created from these pods. Do you know anything about that? Blacksley says, nuh-uh. They're all dead now. Oh, yeah. Well, they weren't part of this crew, obviously. Uh, I don't know. I look at the rest of the group. Like, do do we want to try using the amulet? If we do, it would be, I would think it would be to cure, try to cure them and not you know, accelerate this, and he'll look. I'll look right at the captain, and I will remove my scarf over my barnacled eye and said, 
Captain, take it from one who knows, has experience with something like this. Transformations like this, you probably can't control them. I've had this for months. I have no idea what it is or what it's going to do to me. But I don't think I want it to finish what it, growing more. And I think I've shown all you this, so hopefully you're not too freaked out by it. But stuff like this, you can't control it. You can get it's best to get rid of it, and then I'll tie it back up. But once it's already a certain amount gone, you either die or you let it finish properly. What is this process? Like, what are the stages? How does this work? You start transforming. If you stay healthy, if you stay somehow in favor, I don't know. Physically, like, are the blue goblins people that have turned into blue goblins or... Are no. they blue goblins that are turning into crabs? They're blue goblins turning into other ocean-based creatures. Okay. So have I'm you ever gonna... seen a blue goblin actually complete the transformation properly? I have not. Not and even on you... anyone else's crew? And why do you have blue goblins on your crew? Why are you not just a crew full of humans if you're human pirates? A lot of the humans that were on all of our ships, they went off to go be with Red Tooth to start a transformation process. And to replace that crew, we were sent Blue Goblins. Mm. To be honest, they're a great crew. They're seafaring. They know how to sew. They know how to replace. They know how to fix holes. They are almost as good as my human crew until they started going through the transformation. Sure. Okay. Lucanius was my second in command and my brother. Okay. When I was told that I couldn't have him back. That's when I left. Well, if Marcel can't fix whatever this is, I can make an attempt. I can't guarantee anything. And if you have materials, that might help. But we have some options. We can try. I can also get into contact. Lucanius is being... We don't really know where Lucanius is right now because the island we left, Trastenfin, is being attacked by goblins and crabs. So a lot of people left, including my father, and were on the high seas last time I checked in a storm. So I can try and contact them and guide them here. We, um, I think Konos and I were talking about trying to guide them via constellations through mapping and trying to guide their way here, but... We don't know how successful that will be. And we're also going to talk to the Haka and see if they can keep an eye out for the ship. I think Lucanius is on that ship. If you could, what would you want to say to Lucanius? I would say that we could go start a business like we dreamed about when we were younger and leave all this behind. Maybe go to the big city. He's always wanted to see Calport. Oddly enough, so have we. What was our plan? Konos. We talked about it last session and then we got interrupted with the fight. It was to use the rod that to get yes, a line of bearing to exactly. the fleet. Yeah. And then and then tie that to the constellations along that line and then use your messaging to tell the fleet what constellations to sail towards yeah. head towards us. About what time is it actually? It's becoming late, late afternoon right now. And that those storm clouds are still moving in. Once the wyverns separated from the clouds, the clouds didn't seem to move as fast as they had been previously. But uh, that storm is still coming this way. 
Kana, should we send some Haka out to see if there's a ship in that storm? Absolutely, that's a good idea. So maybe I'm... and maybe send some back to the, just the the area where they found our ship too, just because mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah, I'm I'm curious. Why did you want my sword? I was gonna take it back to Red Tooth and trade it for the knowledge of how to rescue Lucanius. He was very upset when that sword got stolen. I figured there was something significant about it that he needs to have. But when you drew the sword and we were watching and I saw the glow around your neck, I just knew you must have an amulet. We might have to outrun that storm if there are nasty things in it. I feel like we took care of the nasty things in it. It's not moving as fast. Hopefully. If if we need to fight anything else, we're in trouble. I'm going (laughs) to flop down on the floor and cast sending. Wait, is that storm going to encompass the island eventually, does it look like? I mean, it's coming your direction, so. Is that big a storm? Let's, I would say, let's get either get back to get back to land or get, you know, in cover on the show. How bad of a storm does it look like it's going to be? I mean, it's, now it looks like a typical storm, so, okay. you know, some rain. So, not like a hur- so not like a hurricane or anything right, like that. Right, right. Okay, so do... There's a lot of decision-making, but it is getting late, and there is going to be a storm. We should probably get everything ready for the storm. We should also figure out what direction and get the constellations before the storm clouds roll in and we can't see the stars. Yeah. I was going to point out, if if they're still in the storm, or or, like they're not going to be able to see any constellations to follow anyway. Right. Right. But well, if they're in a, they were in a storm last we checked. But that was last night. Yeah, Yeah, that was last night. I hope they're not in a storm still. (laughs) Yeah, because that would be bad. Well, I mean, if I if we get a chance, I would. I'll definitely want to be part of like looking at the constellations and mapping all that out because I have a spell now that lets me. It's like sending, but it lets me send images. Basically, I can literally, I can literally create like a dream state. Uh, and send you know images, messages, words, pictures. Okay. So I would literally send them like the full like horizon with all the constellations. These are the these are the ones you follow. These are the coordinates you sail to. This is the bearing you take, and and everything. Cool. And then there's as far as as far as you know how effective this amulet is going to be. If I have a chance to rest, I could try something that it's dangerous, but I might be able to find out for sure okay. just how effective this amulet will be. In either undoing or completing this transform this transformation he's talking about. But like I said, it's dangerous, so it's probably that would probably be one of the like the last thing I do this day. Okay. Sure. Well let's get moving. We have a storm on the way. Yep. So what what is it that you're gonna do, Konos? Well, I'll need to do a short rest before I do either of these things. Okay. So let's let's end here then okay. and do a, a quick debrief. I think we need a debrief after that battle. Yeah, I need some therapy <laughs> after some emotional trauma. <laughs> that was fun. I was so afraid I was going to lose my character. <laughs> I, I honestly, for a couple rounds there, I actually thought I was going to lose my character. <laughs> but that's the best kind of fight. It really is, though. Like looking like now that everything's okay, I'm like, all right, that's fun. <laughs> I am ticked that I was blinded for so long because I had other things I wanted to do, but I couldn't see. Yeah, the only that's thing a- worse than blinded is stunned. Yeah, yeah. 
I managed to save on that, but those deck saves, man. Those deck I, saves. I have stunned people before, and I've, <laughs> I've had the unfortunate problem of, like, one of my players being stunned for uh-huh. 90% of a battle. Oh, man. It's, it's your turn. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Next. It's your, it's your turn, and <laughs> yeah. moving on. Or it's like yeah. the one guy who kept getting stuck, staying stuck in the black tentacle spell. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Failed his save every time. Yeah. Literally. Yep. I mean, when those spells work the way they're supposed to, they're godsends like that. Yeah. Yeah. When they're used against you, not so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it also yeah. helps when the DM's rolling bad. Uh, I mean, I. Yeah. That was yeah. rough. That was really rough. I, I rolled more threes and fours tonight than yeah. I have rolled in. Two years. Wow. I mean, it's really, it was really, yeah, that was rough. I'm going to have to, they get one more chance. Yeah. I like, generally speaking, the DM has the most rolls, so, like, you have a better yeah. chance of rolling. Right. Uh, at least well, average, you know. That's what yeah. makes these these scions, these, these uh, you know, these deep scions, these these fish things, they're, they're modified based on my, you know, it's these guys, right? Uh, they're they're of course modified, uh, just in terms of how they, partly how they look and how they act. But but the mm-hmm. basics of their attacks are the same. And I mean, they get a triple multi attack. So you know, it's it's kind of one of those like uh, you know, it's a claw claw bite creature, and mm-hmm. it has a very low AC, but it's a it's a decent challenge, but it doesn't have any real spell casting ability, right? Other than that screech thing that it does. But if that thing fails, if you make your saves, well, then there's not, you know, much that it can do. I mean, do. that's, that's the, the, like, the thing that it has. That, like, yeah, if you get right. hit by that and get stunned, you're yep. kind of screwed. Right. Not only do you lose your turn, they get advantage on you. And right. And then it becomes three attacks with right. advantage. Exactly. And, and that's what that's what makes them so deadly, even though they're dead simple creatures i mean yeah. they're like oh they have melee attacks okay you know like that's yeah but if they hit you and you're stunned I was, you are bad i was honestly expecting yeah. you to, to have the wyverns fly up to me because uh, i was doing so much damage to them. i was like <laughs> uh they um yeah th- those are sort of uh very young storm wyverns and aren't they they sort of didn't know or real it was kind of one of those imagine in your first battle right you never, you don't realize till it's too late, right? So, yeah, they were. Yeah. And apparently didn't speak primordial because. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they just, yeah, it was. They're just creatures. Yeah, they're they're beasts. Just, yeah. They weren't. That's uh, try so. Yeah. Still, when they, one of them got Emeryn with the natural 20 with the stand, I'm like, oh no, that's yeah. going to be the worst because the poison damage would have been doubled too. Yeah. So, yeah. so the cutting words, I think, saved your life. Yeah. Yeah. Those, no, those I, wyvern. Are just lucky that I cannot twin spell chaos bolts because, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually came in uh, several times to the rescue <laughs> for a couple of us. Got yeah. me back for the first fight we had when you died. We're <laughs> <laughs> even now. We're even. <laughs> yeah. That's so, uh, ha- was it a hindrance to not have a map? I don't think so. No, no because you I mean, in this case you did a really good job of, you know, mm-hmm. sort of setting this, you know, here's here's where the groups are, here's how many are over here, here's how many are and you were able to do that um frequently enough that I was able to keep a good picture on okay. my mind and not but not like not like make it slow down. 
yeah. combat two months with, with a description of kind of who's who's left and where everyone is. Yeah. I liked the like quick recap when the creatures came around, just like, okay, here's what you have left, here's where they are, here's what's happening. Like that kind of like condensed it enough to where I was like, okay, I can do this, I can do this, and I can do this. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, because like I said, I really was, I, I, I had Roll20 open and I was like, okay, you know, how am I going to make this map and how do I want to do this and do I make tokens and, you know, what what are we going to do and how am I going to show it to you? Am I going to mm-hmm. have you roll, log into Roll20 and like, is that, like I had this whole thought process where I had to figure out, okay, is this going yeah. to be useful or is it going to be more of a hindrance because computers, my computer will get a lot slower if I'm hosting OBS streaming and trying to host Roll20 and yeah. having whereby open, like, you know what I mean? So yeah. that, yeah. I, I felt, I, I ended up basically saying, all right, and hearing from other people that, yeah, Roll20 is lagging a little bit because there's so many people on it. And, you know, yep. the weekend is always heavy usage there. And I just thought, you know, I'm not going to mess with it because it'll just, it sounds like a lot of technical difficulty heartache. Right. right. So, well, the, go ahead. How, it's like, how tactical do you need the combat to be, right? Because like with some yeah. groups, it's all about counting range and counting spell range and maneuvering to be able to, you know, get your cone into the right position. How many can I get to maximize the effect? And if that's not the focus, if that's not the goal, if you have a group that works well, it's just, Hey, I'll I'll roll with it. I'll just, if you're going to be abstract, it'll be abstract. And you know, that works fine too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it worked well. I think um, having the, as long as like I, I like the the whole like using the Genesis method of distance, yeah, um, yeah, just to, to simplify things is is pretty neat. And like mm-hmm. from my point of view, like I built Marcel to be able to hit pretty much anything they can see, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> because right. they have spell sniper, so it's like yeah. yeah, as long as I can see, I can just shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You were blinded. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but blinding and stunning. I mean, you know, back in the fourth edition days, I basically, I basically banished dominate and dazed and stunned from my game because those three things were so detrimental to the fun of one player. And I don't mean like I had a particular one player, but I mean it on average, it would it would be one player that got affected by one of those types mm-hmm. of effects. And yeah, that player would sit there the whole combat. And now we just spent like two and a half hours on a combat, but we just had a massive combat. I mean, there were eight of those flower uh-huh. mouth creatures. There were two wyverns. There were eight goblins, shark face, and the five of you, right? Because if we count Blacksley, you know, we sort mm-hmm. of dealt with him, right? So that was a massive battle at sea on a boat. I could have added a whole bunch of other complications about moving around and the waves and all that. And and I just wanted to keep it as simple as possible. And it still took us two hours roughly, right? right. Yeah. We had to go through like five or six rounds. Right. Yeah. And that was, uh, yeah, exactly. It was exactly five rounds, right? Um, in fourth so edition, that, that five round combat would take like, the entire like five hour oh, session, God. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And uh, imagine a player. Like the big getting... thing about fourth edition was the amount of options that everyone right. had that made right. it so difficult. I mean, right. here I think it's a bit kind of evened out because we're all spellcasters, so we right. do have 
a yeah. crap ton of options to mm -hmm. throw at enemies depending on the situation. Yeah. But I think we all managed to like ahead of time figure out what spells were best. Right. And like for me it was pretty simple. The wyverns are used to being in a storm. Okay, mm -hmm. no lightning or or thunder damage. Well that it takes care of like 50% of my spells. Right. Let's concentrate yeah. on chaos bolt. Right. <laughs> yeah. But imagine being like dominated or or dazed in fourth edition and you're literally doing nothing for your turn for three turns but three turns yeah. in fourth edition is like two hours yeah right? yeah so, so the person literally yeah. sitting there for just two hours waiting right. for something to happen right. basically yeah uh, so yeah that's, that's I, not a fun session yeah i i took those out of i i house ruled that out of my game with the exception of a few really powerful solo type creatures that they would maybe fight one time in an entire one to 30 campaign. Right. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I was a little bit wary this time of that blindness, but uh, I was like, you know, that's just so, sort of how the creature works. And, mm -hmm. you know, uh, yeah. So, uh, so I, cho I chose not to change it. Um, but, you know, I don't know that I'll leave it that way because i think i feel like that's really punishing because blind being blinded is so punishing in fifth edition so yeah yeah the the, the idea of wyverns coming in and because i was flying reminded me of something that happened in a in my first one of my first games that was in second edition before concentration was a thing mm. where i ended up soloing a dragon with a combination of greater invisibility and fly. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was, um, yeah, that was a fun one. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I would just fly out of, like, I would throw thunderbolts, and because I was invisible, I would just fly to another point in the sky, so the dragon kept, like, fireballing or whatever where right. I was, <laughs> and never hitting me, and I apparently got it to within, like, five hit points before the DM was like, yeah, it flies off, and I was like, good! <laughs> wow. That's yeah. why they invented concentration! Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. that's exactly right. <laughs> and you, exactly and you right. just, you would need high level enough magic like that just to be able to have any kind of chance in a situation like that by yourself right. too. otherwise yeah. you're dead in two rounds basically yeah that was that was a campaign where i was secretly like four levels above the party and that was the, the combat that made the party realize it and i was like <laughs> what <laughs> whoops <laughs> that's funny that's funny. Well, is there anything else that uh, that you all want to talk about or that you're curious about? Or I mean, I, I, I wasn't sure how long the combat would take. Um, well, is there anything else that anybody wants to bring up or talk about? No, I think that's it. That was no. an exciting session. That was wild. Yeah. That was rough. <laughs> um. So I do have one question, and that is, what are you going to do with Shark Face? I don't know. <laughs> okay, if you're not, if I, mean, you I think we have to figure out what we can do with the amulet. Yeah, and yeah. see if we can actually help, and if it's worth the risk of using the amulet. Because mm -hmm. it's either we we use it ourselves and try to do something to help his people, or you guys find a way to get it off of Marcel. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> to give it to Shark Face and let him deal with it, but uh, Marcel's not giving it up on his, on a, on their own. But yeah, if 
I mean, that's the other thing. Do do we care if Larelac? Larelac probably knows where we are right now anyways. Yeah. We we did just mess with his temple and all of that. Like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's worth the risk of, like, doing it now since he doesn't know where we're going. He just knows where we are. Like, that's an option. Well, well, unfortunately, we still don't have identify in the party. So... <laughs> <laughs> Nope. I could always just contact Lairlock and ask him. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially what I did when I grabbed that lens and was like, oh, hey, look at your lab. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> do. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see, but we'll have to make that decision before going to Calport. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe if Lairlock comes to us, that just solves a lot of our problems. We just kill him. Again. It didn't go so well last Again. time. Maybe not with thunder damage this time. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> maybe I just stay in the background and heal people. Maybe uh-huh. I'll be a proper cleric. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ax- Axley was the proper cleric tonight. <laughs> I think so, <Yeah>. too. <laughs> Axley was the proper cleric. I think I, I feel To be fair, point. given... Yeah, given given the composition of our party, you are kind of one of our frontliners. <laughs> yeah, actually, you you definitely have better AC than the rest of us squishy casters. Yeah, yeah. I only have a D six for health, so and I um, had my mace, and I was going to use my mace, and that didn't pan out. <laughs> I mean, um, if you have spells, why would you use a weapon? Yeah, because it does so much damage if I roll a nat twenty. <laughs> I think we only rolled one nat twenty all. All game. Lots of nat ones that almost killed me. Like, straight up just killed me. I am shocked I I rolled as well as I did. See, I told you out of combat, it sucks. In combat, it's great. Yeah. Well, do you want to go in or stay out? (laughs) I can't make make his mind up about whether he wants to be in or out. It's a cat. He wants the door open. He just doesn't... Mm. Want the door to be closed. <laughs> Yo, yeah. go in or out. He My just wants the door open. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that, right. that, that's how this guy is. I can't go to the bathroom without a closed Thank door. Thank you, Sam, for prepping everything. That was so fun. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. a lot of work with all of that, like, um, well, so it, I, there was a moment when uh, I when I was planning all of the when I was sort of sketching out in my brain how this encounter was going to be structured at the beginning. There was a chance to bring a spell casting enemy in. Uh-huh. Um, and I decided against it because my my brain was not able to. <laughs> really deal with uh, all of that plus you know yeah. everything else so uh and and in hindsight i think that was probably the right decision because because the storm wyverns are so um i mean they're they're basically my creation but i sort of cobbled different things together and i so this was kind of almost a play test for them um mm-hmm. and i didn't want to have to be dealing with that and all of the deep scions and a spellcaster, and that just would have been like way too much. So, spellcasters as a DM, I find that spellcasters are the worst thing for a battle because you're already dealing with a lot mm-hmm. of enemies, and trying to play a spellcaster properly requires a lot of thinking. Right. Yeah. 
it's yeah. hard and you always forget something or mm-hmm. do something wrong. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because yeah. any any kind of strategy you might have with it generally goes out the window by by the time it actually gets to their turn because the whole right. battlefield changes. Like, hey, well, now I was th- I was going to cast this spell when the when the place situation looked like this. Now it looks completely different. Uh, now I got to go through a list of twenty spells and figure out what's right. the next yeah. you know must, right. best thing to cast. Yeah. So give me fifteen minutes while I figure that out. Yeah. Talk about <laughs> not themselves. to mention, well, at least in my experience, my players are very wary of spellcasters, so they. Mm-hmm. Um, they're pretty quick to to down any spellcaster or at least keep them busy. Right. And in yeah. my uh, Friday group, there's two people with counterspell as well, so that's fun. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like you almost want to say, "Yeah, why even bother?" But then it's like, "Well, because yeah. they they because it burns their spells. Because <laughs> right. lose that because right. yeah, they need because plus yeah. it gives them something to actually do. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm like, and they're gonna fire? No, they're not. Okay. Well, that's one spell slot used. <laughs> yeah. And the but the issue there is then like what happens to me is I end up trying to place the spellcaster in the most efficient location, and it's just hard to keep track of. You know, like that that brain space is really fun sometimes if you're a player, but as the DM trying to also do everything else it it's and on a stream where i you know it's really not appropriate for me to say hold on give me five minutes everybody take a five minute break like you know yeah. maybe once during a stream yeah. right but not like you know every third round okay <laughs> let's take a five or ten minute break you know that's not that that doesn't like I think, work i think as a dm the one that i found the hardest to play was a spellcaster cleric Especially because then you have to decide, well, are they going to heal or right. are they going to do something else? And yeah. it, and the other thing with spellcasters is that, yeah, they only get one action. So it's like, well, if this fails, mm. this big, bad level 10 spellcaster is going to be a piece of cake because right. they've got 50 hit points and they're dead in one turn. So yeah, they're going to get some... one chance to do something. And yeah, otherwise they're not going to look so tough. Right. The players yeah. are going to be like, oh, that's it? We took him down with one hit. Right, right. Yeah. And the thing is, like, I so when I, if I have an enemy spellcaster, what I tend to do is I plan out, like, okay, in the first round, this is their plan. In the second round, this is their plan. In the third round, this is their plan. And then I'll have, like, little notes about, okay, what's their movement? Where would they move to if they were getting threatened with melee, a melee combatant? And if this gets counterspelled, what would be their next like what's the next bit and if they have to heal they're not going to heal until they get down to half their hit points or you know what i mean like to get a strategy going yeah but that's so rough to do like during the middle of a battle to be looking at that and say okay i it's it's just a lot to keep track of and i'll be honest it's harder for me to do that in a on online game than it is when i'm playing face to face because in my face-to-face mm-hmm. group, it's a little more natural if I say, okay, give me a second, and I'm looking at stuff. They can all chat with each other or strategize with each other, and it doesn't feel like as much of a pause. Whereas on- online games, and I've run a lot of online games, and every time there is a sort of break, most of the time the players don't necessarily banter back and forth. It's more about, mm-hmm. okay, we're all sort of on pause, right? Like everybody kind of feels like, yeah. okay, we can't do anything because then the DM will have to interrupt us if we if we start talking and you know and so it's a, it's sort of a different feeling a little bit and it takes a long time to get into a, a place where your group is going to be chatty even 
you know, online. So yeah, it's, it's, it's a different, that's, that's one of those things that never quite gets compared between online games and face-to-face is DM having the DM need a pause is, has a different effect on the game. So anyway, well, I think that is a great place to stop. So uh, I hope all of you stay uh, happy and healthy and, uh, and you are able to go about your business uh, in the best way possible in these times of horrible illness and crisis. So, um, and I hope that for all of you and I hope that for our listeners as well. So uh, thank you for listening. And if you would like to send us an email with a question, comment, or suggestion, uh, you can email us at dndbrief at gmail.com. That's d-n-d-e-b-r-i-e-f at gmail.com. You can uh, tweet at me at DM Samuel. You can also uh, follow and support all of Hikaru's awesome games over at patreon.com slash midgardia. And you can follow us on Twitter all of our handles are in the show notes and I think that will be us saying goodbye for today bye everybody bye everyone bye Thank you.